the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The impeachment articles approved by the House have been declared constitutionally invalid by President Donald Trump's legal team. Accused House Democrats of a brazen and unlawful attempt to overturn the results of the 2016 presidential election. The president's team of lawyers led by White House counsel Pat Cipollone and Trump personal attorney Jay Sekulow submitted a six-page answer to the summons notifying the president of the impeachment trial Saturday evening. The filing launches a broadside against the House impeachment process while denying the charges against the president and casting the articles as an affront to the Constitution, democratic institutions, and the American people. The president's lawyers urged the Senate to reject the charges. Saturday's response asserts that the articles of impeachment fail to allege a crime or violation of the law and are therefore invalid. Bernie Bennett in Washington. President Trump expected to discuss U.S. Uh, trade agreements with its North American neighbors and with China during an appearance in Texas. This is SRN News. Mark Levin sees a huge difference in the president. The difference between Trump and Pelosi, the difference between Trump and virtually every one of these Democrats running for president is he loves his country. And he loves the people of the country. He's not interested in putting them in the groups based on one issue or another. He loves the country. Tell me, does Adam Schiff sound like he loves the country? Does Maxine Waters sound like she loves the country? Does Chuck Schumer sound like he loves the country? No, they don't. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. We know meaningful conversations are important to you. That's why you choose to listen to us each and every day here at The Patriot. And that's why we think you're really going to like our brand new sister station, Freedom 1570. That's the new Freedom 1570 and online at freedom1570.com. Just past 4 o'clock here in the Twin Cities Sunday afternoon. Let's take a look at that forecast from the Great Plains Windows Indoors Weather Center. we got light snow today. We'll reach a high of 12. And we got the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker coming up next right here on The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through, and most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family, wherever they are, and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older... 
Occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hi, I'm Kirby Skurat. And I'm Christina, and we're realtors with REMAX Results. We have a proven system for selling your home for top dollar called the Worry-Free Listing System. The truth is our sellers sell for more money and less time, and our reviews back up the experience our clients have when they work with us. We put our sellers in control because we offer flexibility in our process and our fees. You can even sell your home yourself and pay nothing. And if you're not happy with us, then fire us. However, I know you'll be happy because our listings sell 50% faster than the market average, and most of our listings sell for full price or more. Our team helps over 500 happy clients each year. We're not trying to brag. We're applying for a job. We want to be your realtors. So if you want to sell your home for more money and in less time, call our team at 612-444-1100. And don't forget to ask about our instant offer program where you can get an all-cash offer on your home in as little as 48 hours. We offer flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. Kirby and Christina Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his way around, and so I always... It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and what does that mean to each and every one of you? It means it is the best hour in radio of the week. It is the hour you tune into every week. It is the victory hour from 4 to 5 every Sunday. 4 to 5 Central every Sunday. Right here on 1280 AM, The Patriot. And by the way, if you miss the live broadcast of the Victory Hour, four to five Sundays on 1280 AM, The Patriot, you can go to Freedom 1570 AM from 6 to 7 PM and hear the show at that time as well. And you'll want to do that this week. If you miss part of the show, or even if you want to hear it a second time, because it's a barn burner. Yes, it is indeed. We are going to be talking about an issue that is really uh, critical to saving our republic. It is critical to maintaining freedom and liberty in the world, starting with the United States, and that is our First Amendment rights. And they are under attack, as we have talked about on this show in the past. And we're going to talk about more today. In particular, they are under attack in our schools, in our universities and college campuses. 
across the country. You'll recall uh, just less than a year ago, Ben Shapiro came on the show. And this was shortly after he had been shouted down and effectively removed from the stage of uh, a California college campus. And he was speaking that week when he came on the uh, Victory Hour here in Minnesota, at the University of Minnesota, where they shuffled him off to a little-known auditorium that nobody knew about or, or could find. And it was a location that only housed a few hundred when several thousand had signed up to go to his speech. And so the university purposely affected that free speech opportunity. And in fact, he was uh, picketed and opposed. They did allow him to speak, though. But on many college campuses, they haven't. And Ben Shapiro is, as you know, uh, very intelligent, articulate. He rips down concepts of liberalism that many believe to be truthful, and he reveals either the, the uh, dishonesty or falsity of the propositions or the fact that they simply fail. And he does it repeatedly. And those on the left do not like it. And so they shout him down. He is not dangerous to anyone. You know, uh, many have called him a Nazi, which is outrageous. He's an Orthodox Jew who couldn't have disdain and, in fact, hate for the Nazis any more than anyone anywhere. Or he likely, uh, in fact, may be a leader of the anti-Nazi movement. He couldn't be further from the truth. Doesn't matter. That is what uh, he is called, shouted down. That's just one example of what's happening on college campuses. There are many, many more. And today on the Victory Hour, we are going to have a spokesman from the Young America's Foundation, which is a leader, a national leader, uh, in, uh, across the country for First Amendment rights, freedom of speech rights, and in particular, freedom of speech rights on college campuses and in universities. And really what they do is marry two of the most critical elements of a free society, cornerstones, pillars of the United States, to maintain our freedom, to maintain our greatness, really. And that is the concept of the First Amendment of our Bill of Rights freedom of speech, along with education, education of our young as well as those uh, at higher institutions of learning across the country. You know as well as I, and we've seen it many, many times, propaganda, particularly of elementary school students, middle school, high school students, but even at 
college campuses and universities can create the most perverse of realities. If people are raised with a particular model of life, of facts, of truth, regardless of whether it actually is, and to the exclusion of all other thought and teachings, it's dangerous, which is why the marketplace of ideas is so important. Ideas from all sides for people to assess for themselves, to drill down on and to determine for themselves. And when this marketplace of ideas is restricted, limited, shut down one idea or another, it is real danger for all of us, supreme danger. And that's why the First Amendment is so important. And I'll tell you, as crazy as it is, I've, I, uh, I went online to look for, I, I, I had gotten a couple of articles that I had read recently on this subject of what's happening with free speech on college campuses. And I uh, came across two articles that were interesting. And by the way, if you're looking for conservative free speech being reduced or eliminated on college campuses or interfered with at a minimum, you have to go like to page three or four on the Google search because all the rest of them are, oh, no, there's no problem on college campuses. I mean, it's ridiculous, but that's for another day. Uh, But I did find a couple of articles that were particularly interesting. One of them by the American Bar Association, putting out what they deemed to be on on human rights and freedom of speech, uh, which is a regular section that they write about, uh, what they thought was an even-handed, two different people writing two different pieces, and they put them together into an article. One saying that the left is shouted down on campuses, the other saying that the right is. And the, the one saying that the conservatives are shouted down and limited gives many examples and, and talks about their own experience. The person on the left writes about how the silencing of liberal speakers is also happening and refers to Claire Guthrie Gastanaga who visited William and Mary in October of 2017, gives us an example. She intended to discuss freedom of speech, the topic she was invited to address. Instead, the executive director of the ACLU of Virginia found her talk in Williamsburg, Virginia, disrupted by a campus Black Lives Matter student group. And so this was a liberal speaker that was disrupted, and therefore they use it as an example But it was the Black Lives Matter that disrupted her. I mean, it's a ridiculous example. She wasn't liberal enough. That was the point. What do you do with that? What do you even do with it? Another uh, article that I found was written by, for The Atlantic... 
And, of course, they published it with such glee. Why? It's the president of Columbia University. Title of his article, Free Speech on Campus is Doing Just Fine. Thank you very much. That's his article. Columbia University. Yeah, doing just fine so long as the speaker says what you want them to say. Otherwise, they're either shut down or not invited, including at Columbia. Well, when we come back, we're going to be joined, as I said, by Spencer Brown, who uh, he's appeared on Fox News, Fox Business, uh, CNN Headline News, uh, quoted uh, in the Washington Post, New York Times, San Francisco Chronicle, L.A. Times, a contributor for The Hill, an important political magazine. Out on the coast, yes, the East Coast, Washington, D.C. So Spencer Brown will be uh, joining us on the other side of this quick break. Make sure to stay with us. You're going to learn something that you were unaware of as it relates to uh, freedom of speech on college campuses in particular, tying education and learning of our, by our youth to the important concept of the marketplace of ideas and how not to restrict it. So stay with us. We'll be right back. And while we're on this break, go to parkerdk.com where you'll find what is often referred to as an award-winning website. It'll talk about Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm, downtown Minneapolis. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, talks about timeshare cancellation. If I could help everybody that has been lied to when buying a timeshare, I would. But the honest truth is, I can't. And those that are telling you that they can without knowing the specifics of your timeshare, well, they're lying too. But if you were misled when buying a timeshare, if you were told your timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees would never go up, I might be able to help. Ten years ago, I was sued for millions of dollars by timeshare giant in federal court with everything to lose my home my money my kids future but i fought i won because i fought for what was right helping folks that have been lied to cancel their timeshare unfortunately we can't help everyone but i guarantee you if we take you as a client we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing call wesley now for your free information kit 800-515-1771 800-515-1771 800-515-1771 
Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. Victory Hour, I'm Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm downtown Minneapolis. And we are joined today by Patsy Klein. Yes, indeed, on the air. Only the best, the pinnacle of each genre of music will come to you uh, with the Victory Hour each week, four to five on Sundays. As we talk politics, Israel, and the law, and this week is no different. Focusing a bit more on the law, the First Amendment of uh, the law. And by the way, next week, yes, we are going to delve into that topic that you're all a Twitter about out there, and that is the I-word, impeachment. With Senator Rudy Boschwitz, who will be joining us on the Victory Hour next Sunday, and the good senator is uh, just outstanding, a, uh, a paragon of leadership in the state of Minnesota and, frankly, uh, in the country. Rudy Boschwitz, still very active, will talk to us about the history of impeachment and how the current process, procedure, I don't know, what are they calling it, hoax? Uh is stacking up against that history. So make sure to join us next week, 4 to 5. Now on the Victory Hour, uh, we are joined by one of our own, a native son. Yes, that is correct. Originally from Minnesota, now traveling the country, campus to campus and beyond, frankly, uh, speaking on behalf of Young America's Foundation. Listen, the Young Americans for Freedom was founded September 11th, of all particular days of the month, September 11th of 1960, at the home of William F. Buckley. Yes, indeed, a true conservative, perhaps the true conservative. Uh, And uh, It evolved along with uh, what was uh, founded uh, about a decade later, the Young America's Foundation, and then ultimately combined into an organization 
with as its cornerstone uh, Ronald Reagan and Ronald Reagan's ideals of conservatism for the youth of this country. To teach them, to let them, to have them understand there is something a bit different than what you might have been learning both from your history books and also in your other studies, including civics, which I don't even know is taught anymore. Uh, But certainly once you get to college campuses and the institutions of what they say is higher learning, you would think that we could have some different ideas from different corners so that people can assess and determine. And that's what the Young America's Foundation does. I find it to be one of the most critical organizations uh, in the country to make sure that we have a, a more educated population that isn't insular in our ideas, but is growing and evolving in understanding across the board where to thrust, where to parry, where to go forward, where to retreat. And all of that is based upon analysis of different ideas, not shutting down ideas. And that's what Spencer Brown is supportive of. Spencer, thank you very much for joining us today on the Victory Hour. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I do recall this now is your second visit to the Victory Hour as uh, just a little less than a year ago. You joined us, I believe, just shortly after Ben Shapiro was on the show. I believe that's right. Yeah, time flies. You know, it's been a lot of campuses in between now and then, but the University of Minnesota, uh, that adventure is still playing out in federal court, actually. Yeah, well, I want to hear about that. First, tell me, uh, what have you been doing over the past year? What's going on as you go from campus to campus? What are you seeing? Well, you know, I think every year we're a little optimistic, hoping that maybe this will be the year that administrators realize that they're doing harm to the next generation by limiting speech and trying to, you know, curtail conservative activism. Um, But what we saw in the last year was, I would say, even an increase in the opposition to our events on campus, not just with Ben Shapiro, but the events that are being put on just by our Young Americans for Freedom chapters. And in some cases, schools have actually tried to keep YAF chapters off of their grounds Um, again, violating the Constitution. So we actually took the University of Florida um, and Kennesaw State University down in Georgia to federal court as well and beat them in court in order to make sure that conservative students have the same rights as their liberal peers and are able to freely associate and share their ideas. Uh, But we find that just at every turn, administrators will try something, uh, whether it's a complete, you know, blatant, you can't speak here, or sometimes the more subtle use of their bureaucracy and their rules to try to shut us up. Uh, They really just don't take a day off when it comes to trying to preserve this echo chamber on campuses for leftist ideas. What sort of arguments are the liberal administrators making when they say uh, you cannot speak on campus? Do they go at the subject matter and claim that there is a problem with the subject matter? Well, interestingly, it seems like they do kind of understand that there's limits on what they're allowed to censor on their campus, because a lot of times uh, what we see is they try to sort of finesse their limitations on First Amendment activity on campus. So instead of saying, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro is a conservative and his ideas 
uh, whether we disagree with them or not, which we know they do disagree with them most of the time, uh, they won't just come out and say that it's his ideas they oppose. Instead, they'll say something like, oh, well, we're concerned about student safety, which, of course, is our concern at Young America's Foundation, too. You know, we don't want anybody engaged in brawls on campus quads. Um, but, but they'll say that it's for safety's sake. Um, but we often find that that is a concern that they just use sort of as a cover for the fact that they don't want conservative ideas on their campus. And even when they say that it's for security reasons, if they're basing that on the potential reaction in a negative way on the part of leftist students, that amounts to a heckler's veto, which is still a content-based form of censorship uh, and is therefore still unconstitutional. So no matter how they phrase it, they're still violating the Constitution, but they often sort of try to cloak it in this, you know, we're concerned about our students uh, when really they're just trying to keep that echo chamber in place. You know, it, it is absolutely amazing to me, and I, I don't think anyone could dispute this. What if you applied that sort of uh, construct to uh, the march on Selma by Martin Luther King in the days of the civil rights uh, marches? Certainly, the protection of those marching was at, at great risk. Uh, everyone who marched was at great risk. And they could not be protected, let alone uh, the, the uh, governments in some of these southern states certainly weren't wanting to protect them. But oftentimes they couldn't be protected. Yet they were certainly still allowed to march in peaceful uh, protest. And here now on college campuses, talking about fairly mainstream conservative ideas but somebody is triggered, and therefore there are security risks. That's what I'm hearing or seeing. Well, completely. And I think that the example you just mentioned, I think, gets to really what the heart of the point of the First Amendment is. And the First Amendment isn't there to protect popular speech. You know, that doesn't need any help being shared on campuses. But the First Amendment is there to protect unpopular speech or the speech that whoever is in control doesn't want to have voiced or expressed. And so that's why, you know, conservatives today are the ones who are expressing the apparently unpopular viewpoints, at least on campuses. Um, I think you'll find that what most of our speakers say is actually uh, sort of the consensus in broader culture outside of those bubbles of just insanity that campuses have become. Um, But that's what the First Amendment is there to do. It's to protect the students who are, you know, generally in the minority on their campuses right to say, you know, I think there's another way to do this. I think there's a better way to do this. Um, And because administrators, you know, I think it is fear. And I don't know so much if it's the fear of the fact that a conservative idea might be shared or if it's fear of what the leftist student reaction might be, because we've seen all over the place. Anytime these university presidents or administrators do anything that doesn't basically appease the leftist students, those students will get up and go sit down in the president's office and stage a sit in or call for their resignation or any number of things. And so I think, I think it's all based in fear. Um, I just think that a lot of it is sort of self-preservation on the part of these administrators who don't want to have the full force of the intolerant left blow back on them. Spencer, uh, you mentioned the court case involving what occurred here in Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to want to talk to you a little bit about that on the other side of uh, this break. I want to hear about the current status of that court case. I also want to hear a little more about the activities of the Young America's Foundation. And if anyone wants to contribute uh, to YAF, we will give you uh, uh, our support in that regard for sure. 
and let you know how you might be able to do that. And Spencer will talk a little bit more about YAF on the other side of the break. I assume you can stay with us for that, Spencer? Absolutely. Excellent. Well, folks, you make sure to stay with us as well as we're going to continue to talk about First Amendment rights, uh, the University of Minnesota case, uh, some of the legal implications related to uh, what's going on uh, at uh, college campuses, and then a little bit more about educating uh, our youth about conservative ideals. So make sure to stay with us. We'll be right back on the Victory Hour after this. While we're on this short break, go to ParkerDK.com and jot this down. You can give us a call with your number two pencil and yellow pad, 651-289-4488. 651-289-4488. Go to ParkerDK.com. We'll be right back. could hold you. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to ParkerDK.com. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. 
We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard Lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. I am joined this Sunday by spokesman for the Young America's Foundation, YAF, a true conservative organization that is opposed to limitations on free speech on college campuses, amongst other things. Uh, But uh, Spencer Brown travels University to university, college campus to college campus, and uh, promotes these speeches and makes sure that they are protected on campus, as we know and has arisen far too often recently. Uh, mainstream, frankly, mainstream conservative speech on college campuses has been shouted down, interfered with without any protection whatsoever, and shut down in the end, oftentimes, uh, by those on the left, administrations doing little or nothing. Beyond that, oftentimes they're canceled by administrations or not allowed in the first place. Those are the issues that we're talking about here today on the Victory Hour. And let me just underscore, as a matter of legal principle, Something that you you probably have a sense of, but may not have heard it directly. And that is, symbols of hate are constitutionally protected under the First Amendment. If they are worn or displayed before a general audience in a public place. And I raise this not as an example of something YAF is protecting for sure. Uh, but as an example of what the Supreme Court has ruled, such things are protected. Swastikas, burning crosses, you know, and even peace signs, of course. Symbolic expressions, burning the American flag. These are all protected forms of speech. Now, they can become criminal and you can be prosecuted for them depending on how they are handled or carried out. But... It is not a violation of free speech rights. Yet, when it comes to college campuses, free speech rights are being trampled on in mainstream conservative talk. What happened at the University of Minnesota, and where is that case at, Spencer? Yeah, so the University of Minnesota situation uh, played out much like a lot of our other cases or situations on campus have, where... Uh, We were working with the conservative student club there at the U of M, and they announced that they were going to bring in Ben Shapiro. They requested uh, a centrally located venue that had uh, capacity for a little over a thousand students. And 
all of a sudden the university, through its administrators and the various authorities there, uh, notified the students that that would not be possible due to, um, as I mentioned before, security concerns uh, because the venue, they requested multiple venues and all of them were rejected because of either proximity to a hospital uh, or proximity to a skyway or to other sort of main thoroughfares for transportation. I believe the light rail line was the other concern that they had. Um, and I'm not sure what they thought Ben Shapiro was going to be doing to cause harm at a hospital or a skyway or on the light rail. Uh, but that was their reasoning. And so instead, they gave us this venue that was on, uh, I believe it's called the Cow Campus, affectionately, uh, that's kind of farther off on the St. Paul side and hard to reach, and there's no main transportation there. Um, and it was uh, limited in size compared to what the students had wanted. So regardless, we sold out the event. It was standing room only. A great success in the terms of a lot of people got to hear Ben Shapiro uh, but the problem was the university acted in a way that was uh, discriminatory against the event and those conservative students working to host it because of the ideas that Ben Shapiro was going to share, which, as you pointed out, are just mainstream, very baseline conservative ideas, things like limited government and the fact that we should protect the unborn and things like that. Um, and so we took the University of Minnesota to federal court. We filed a lawsuit against them. Um, and as it is ongoing, I'm limited in what I can say, but we are still working through that process uh, and we are w working to make sure that conservative students or all students actually at the University of Minnesota have equal access to venues uh, and they're not discriminated against because of the ideas they might wish to share. Well, hear, here and continue uh, that uh, important work, <clears throat> you know, at uh, the University of Minnesota, I, I know the St. Paul campus campus and uh, uh, view it affectionately. Yes, you're right. The Cow Campus, and and you know a lot of a lot of folks coming to Ben Shapiro are not going to think that he's going to be over on the St. Paul Campus, a place that you know I uh, I went to uh, school at the University of Minnesota for various things uh, over a period of eight years, and probably was on the St. Paul Campus once, uh, and you know they're just not going to get over there. Uh, and when Shapiro comes, that's what happens. Isn't it interesting? The same idea or excuse when Donald Trump was wanting to speak in downtown Minneapolis was used by the mayor of Minneapolis claiming security concerns. Don't know if we can do it. Now, they ended up doing it. And, of course, there were no security concerns or not significant ones. Uh, and they tried to chuck off a huge bill under the Trump administration. That failed as well. Uh, but this push to squelch conservative speech or ideas, it's, it's just plain dangerous for this country. You wouldn't do it to the left. You can't do it to the right. The marketplace of ideas must live and thrive. Well, especially, I would say, on college campuses. You know, the whole point, supposedly, of going to pursue a higher education is that you, you know, have your horizons broadened, you hear different ideas than maybe what you grew up with, you might have an opportunity to meet people from different backgrounds than uh, those you, you know, grew up around. And instead, you go down to college campuses, and if you were raised conservative, you're not going to find another conservative lesson being taught once you get into college. And instead, you're just fed this day-in-and-day-out leftist, intersectional kind of weird ideology that I think unfortunately results in a lot of people, young people becoming leftist or liberal just by osmosis because of the system that they end up walking into. And it's ridiculous because I think it does weaken sort of the intellectual power of the next generation, because instead of 
even if you are a leftist, you know, if you want to be a leftist and you can stand by your ideas, I will believe that you are very wrong, but at least you can defend your ideas. And I'm not sure that students who go through higher education today can even defend the leftist ideas that they say they believe because they're never challenged on them. They're never allowed to dissent, really. And so you have this situation where they all say that they're leftists. They can list off you know, the buzzwords and the talking points. But I don't think a lot of them actually understand what it is that they're believing in because you have all these people now saying they support socialism. Uh, and yet I don't see a lot of them signing up to go spend their spring break in Venezuela. And so I really just there's a big disconnect between what they're being fed and what the reality is. You know, Spencer, uh, you've been with Young America's Foundation now going on five years, I believe, and you have uh, traveled the country certainly in support of the ideals uh, that we are talking about uh, here on the show. Tell us a little bit more about YAF, its founding, its foundational uh, principles and purpose. Yeah, so we exist as the principal outreach organization of the conservative movement, Uh, you know, making sure that conservative ideas are actually in place on some campuses. You know, obviously we can't rely, unfortunately, on faculty or professors or administrators to present conservative ideas. And so that's where we step in. And you mentioned uh, in one of the earlier run-ups to the show, uh, talking about how, you know, we're celebrating 50 years since Young America's Foundation was launched, and it was launched on the campus of Vanderbilt University down in Nashville um, with the intention of bringing in conservative speakers to balance what even back then was viewed as a biased sort of curriculum. And ever since then, that's basically what we do. And so the foundation today, you know, we work exclusively with Ben Shapiro on campuses. We have uh, almost, I think, 75 other conservatives now that students can bring in to share conservative ideas from different backgrounds and points of view on their campuses. Um, And then obviously through that now we do a lot of legal work to defend our students because uh, while it's absurd that a college student would have to go to federal court just to have the right to express themselves, um, that's what we end up having to do with them. And then that, as you also mentioned, Young Americans for Freedom, our chapter affiliate, uh, is active on more than 550 campuses across the country. And those are just kind of Uh, these little outposts for freedom that are there to share conservative ideas with their peers and hopefully make people think uh, and not just take what they're being fed as fact without any sort of, uh, you know, supplementary information. Um, And then we work with uh, a number of other student groups across the country that we also help sponsor lectures with and other things. Um, And then you also mentioned our connection to President Reagan, which is somebody who believed in YAF and worked with YAF because he also recognized the importance of making sure that each next generation is aware of what freedom is and what America is and what those mean. Uh, And so sort of as an outgrowth of that, back in 1998, we bought President Reagan's ranch home. It was the Western White House for the eight years he was in office um, out in Santa Barbara, and we preserve it just exactly the way it was when he was uh, living there. And we use that to show students, you know, this is who President Reagan really was as a man. This beautiful. Uh, we are speaking with Spencer Brown, spokesman of the Young Americans, America's Foundation. Spencer, quickly, uh, uh, what are you doing currently? What are your uh, upcoming events? Yeah, so we're about to announce the four schools at which Ben Shapiro will be speaking, speaking this spring semester. Um, so I can't spoil that, but I can promise that all four will be very good uh, campuses for us to bring him to. Uh, We're working with a number of other speakers. We have our regional freedom conference with uh, close to 400 students in Nashville in about two weeks. Uh, And we are getting ready to head back to school for the spring semester with all these students. 
uh, to make sure that conservative ideas are heard. Excellent. We look forward to uh, hearing about those four campuses where Ben Shapiro is going to be speaking, and hopefully he'll be coming back to the state of Minnesota and the University of Minnesota, one of the largest campuses in the entire country, and maybe they'll give him a venue uh, that'll uh, fill more than a few hundred people the next time he comes because he could probably uh, easily fill Northrop plus overflow thousands uh, where uh, uh, when if Ben Shapiro were to come back to the University of Minnesota. Spencer Brown, thank you so much for joining us once again on the Victory Hour, and we hope you'll come back down the trail, maybe a little less than a year down the trail the next time. That would be great. It's always great to be on the Patriot. Thank you very much, Spencer. Take care. Keep up the uh, outstanding work. Young America's Foundation, Spencer Brown. We will be right back after this break. Go to Parker DK while we are away. I miss you already. Stay tuned. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. What gives meaning to our days? The new film 1917 stages this question in the wilderness of World War I, an apocalyptic firescape. Two soldiers embark on an impossible quest, debating the value of medals for bravery as they go. A soldier who won a medal for valor but has turned cynical denies the significance of his award. It's just a bit of tin, he says. As the journey unfolds, he shows tremendous courage under fire. When he completes his mission, he hands over several small items from a friend. All that is left to remember his comrade is a bit of tin. Sam Mendes' film is deceptively profound. It shows the value of honor, of fighting when everyone else wants to hide, even if the call of death comes amidst the call of duty. There's something worse than dying or suffering. It's living without honor, living without courage. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. 
Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the victory hour. Yes, Patsy Klein. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. Because we are protecting freedom. Freedom of speech today. Now we're going to talk about another protection of freedom. We have not yet today talked about Israel, and I want to talk briefly about it in, in somewhat of a sideways manner, I want to talk about Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera, uh, perhaps the most listened to radio broadcast, TV broadcast, I should say, on uh, in the Middle East, in the Arab world, uh, Al Jazeera, had recently a very interesting story on. And uh, it will tell you something about the view of Iran in the Middle East. Host Faisal El Qasim was interviewing Iran's Tamir Muswai when he suddenly broke into a, a tirade. The host did. And I want to quote for you what he said on Al Jazeera, Arab TV, radio. You Iranians want to liberate Jerusalem? What will you do with it? Will you join it to Baghdad, which the world sees as the filthiest capital in the world? Will you join it to Beirut, which has become the biggest garbage dump in the Middle East? This is the Al Jazeera host, I'm quoting. The Arab world tells you, if you want to liberate Jerusalem for me, I don't want you to. This is the Arab host on Al Jazeera to Iran's Tamir Muswai. The message he was bringing was that the Arab world wants Jerusalem for itself, for sure, but it knows that under Jewish-Israeli sovereignty, Jerusalem represents accomplishment, beauty, prosperity, and freedom. Note, Jerusalem is a major draw from visitors around the world today. Remember, 
It was only in 1967 that it came under Israeli rule as a part of Israel, the eternal capital of Israel, but it was being occupied by the Jordanians. And during that time, and it was a short period of time, by the way, 1949 of the armistice to 1967, that's it. During those years, the city fell under complete disrepair. Worse yet, it was filthy. Religious sites were torn apart, were used as barns with hay and feces. Well, that's not the case now. Over 3.1 million tourists visited Jerusalem in 2018. That didn't happen when the Jordanians controlled it. Close to 3.5 million this past year. This is more than the total number of tourists to the countries of Lebanon, Iraq, Syria, and Yemen combined to one city. More than half the Arabs living in eastern part of Jerusalem said that they would prefer to be citizens of Israel. I bet you didn't know that. This was in a recent poll. And many others were scared to agree aloud. And this was being reported on Al Jazeera. Jerusalem under Israeli control has just plainly become a bastion of freedom and progress, freedom of religion, access to religious sites, growth in high tech and advanced industry, architecturally, ecologically, and a draw for visitors of all religions from all over the world. So this Al Jazeera host was suggesting maybe not such a great idea that the Iranians, quote-unquote, liberate Jerusalem. Now, in the face of the killing of Qasem Soleimani, which we spoke about at length last week, you have to ask yourself, when are the fools going to come out and admit their errors? I thought there was going to be World War III. I thought there was going to be flames and death and destruction across the world. No, had he not been killed, that's what would have happened over time, as it has happened over the last 20-plus years, while he has been in power and had full authority and reign, with billions upon billions reigning on him from the United States as the leader of the Quds Force. Now that he is no longer, the Iranians may well come to the table as called to do by the Germans and now by the Brits in even more strident manner. Well, another hour of the Victory Hour. Next week, Rudy Boschwitz will be with us talking impeachment. Make sure to join us. Until then, 
Have a great week. To the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise Counsel, winning results. For more information, go to parkerdk.com. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God, one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Millions open a My Social Security account so they can prepare for retirement. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.